um, in, in just deep ways. And so it's such an honor to be here tonight. And it was. It was 1983 when I first met many of you. The Rays taught me in 1983 in class. And, and just context, I'm standing here thinking about that. My oldest, Isabella, I have four children uh, my youngest, Olivia, is five. Then I have Ruby, who's eight. Then I have Zoran, who's ten. I've been showing the video of him. He got baptized last Sunday to everyone that I can. And, um, and then my oldest, Isabella, is twelve. My oldest daughter is the same age that I was when I met many of you for the first time. And so, wow. And um, I, I want to say here, this is Thanksgiving week, right? I'm grateful. I have so much to be thankful for, and Linda, your prayer was awesome. And just, I felt like, not just for welcoming the Spirit here, but Lord, let, let that, that heart and the gratitude that was there, let it just wash over this congregation for this week. And it, you know, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And um, I, just, I just think the Holy Spirit wants to release life through our words you have released life into my life over the years. And so it's awesome to come back and not just share something, to say, life has been sown into me through you and keep sowing. This is a community that has been so faithful to speak words of life into other lives. And that's part of what happens when you gather here to worship the Lord on Saturday night is to speak words of life back to Him and then to speak words of life to one another. And as they take root... It's just awesome. It's awesome. I'm a, a firm believer in this. Um, and it's, it's got an expression in my family um, that, you know, I'll use this kind of as a springboard for a few things to say. So I've got four children. My, my family sends their love. My wife, uh, Jo, Joanne, but she goes by Jo. She's from New Zealand. We get to head there at Christmas. I'm going to spend Christmas where they dress Santa up in board shorts. And he, he comes to town on a surfboard. Um, so that's, that's going to be really fun. But they, they all send their love. And one of the things, you know, God just did in, in Joe and my heart is we received um, four children into our lives. I'm not a comedian, but I, I got to share my corny joke, right? She's from New Zealand. They're called the Kiwis. My last name is Peacock. It said the Peacock married the Kiwi, and now God gave us four Peewees. <laughs> and so... The, the peewees, as God entrusted the peewees into our life, said, Lord, how do we raise them up in the knowledge of you? How do we invest your, your heart and steward your heart for them? How do we speak words of life over them? And so part of that process for us was that we sought the Lord and we just asked for each one of them, God, would you give us words for each of them, words over each of their lives? And we recognize that, you know, as Christian, there's, as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, there's a lot of words that are relevant. As, as hopefully a, a developing man and women of character, there's lots of words that I want to use to describe them. But these are special qualities that we felt God just wanted invested into them. It was so cool uh, earlier this week when I saw a video of my daughter Ruby. Ruby's eight now, and this is a video from when she's like three and at the end of the video, she's, you know, we're videotaping something. Someone yelled out, okay, Ruby, tell us your words. And she says, 
generosity, perseverance, and discernment. <laughs> What's so cool is that I'm reflecting back, and it's just those words of life that have been spoken over her. And I am, I'm not, I don't like being evangelist, evangelistic, right? To, you know, speakers come, they're evangelistic. This really is the truth. At least 350 days a year, because they make their babysitters speak these words over them before they, she has had those words spoken over her life. Those words of life, generosity, perseverance, discernment. Now, she does not always like the fact that those are her words. There's been times when she said, I wish I had different words. She hit some things earlier this year, and she was going to have to do something the, the next day, and she said, I was talking with her about perseverance and pressing through, and she said, I don't like that perseverance is one of my words. And sometimes words of life that have been entrusted to us, we come into circumstances in our lives where we, we don't like what's been spoken over us. We don't like uh, the circumstances that we're facing, we, or we don't like what's being called out, or we don't like the way that it's, you know, been played out, or all of those things. And I've been, just like my daughter Ruby, I've been wrestling with some words that have been spoken over my life in a good way in the Lord, and in over many of our lives. And so I want to talk about that, just, uh, uh, you know, give you something to reflect on. And, and that is this, I want to talk about the life that flows from having been with Jesus. Just, just, for a few moments here. Um, one of the stories that's been meaningful to me uh, is the story of Peter and John in Acts chapters 3 and 4 when um, they're headed to the temple and, and uh, you know, they are encountered by a man who's lame and they miraculously heal him and, and then everything starts coming unraveled and they end up um, being being tried for what they've done. They end up being threatened with persecution. And as they're before kind of the religious leaders of the day, and they're, they're being intimidated, it says that those who were trying to intimidate him, it says this, now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. They saw these guys that, that had done something that had, had brought change, that had brought impact to a, a group of people and a community of people. They saw these men who who, as it says, they, they hadn't gone to the right schools, they weren't taught by the right teachers, they didn't have a pedigree that would give them a, a title or a place of deference in the community, and yet they had influenced in an incredible way. And they, they said this, we've seen this somewhere before. We've seen this with Jesus. And especially if you look uh, and study this thing about being untrained and uneducated, basically what they're saying is, these guys were discipled. Discipleship is one of my words. 
But I've had to go back and say, all right, Lord, help me understand what this word is, what it means, what it looks like. And this story makes it very clear. Disciples are those who've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. They have encountered him in an incredible and powerful way. And I'm not telling you something new, but can I just remind you of something? You cannot underestimate the power, the significance of what having been with Jesus does in someone's life. You just cannot underestimate it. I look at, especially in the Gospel of John, that I love the Bible. Guilty, right? I love all of it, but there's just so, there's so much to explore. The Gospel of John, one of the characteristics of it that's so powerful is that it's got the, the highest density of the Gospels of one-on-one encounters and conversations between Jesus and individuals. It's one of the great characteristics of that Gospel. And, and so it's a fantastic place as you're thinking about this thing of people who encountered Jesus, people who had been with Jesus, and what happened in their lives, right? Nicodemus, the woman at the well, the, the stories go on and on in that way. So that when Jesus said, follow me to those who we encountered, he wasn't inviting them to a program. He was saying, come and enter into my life. Come and enter into my life. I'd like to just, you know, it's awesome that I only have a few minutes because it makes me just be direct and to the point, right? I'd just like to challenge you with another uh, thought in regards to follow me. It's a picture I'm drawing from my own life, and certainly when Jesus said follow me, we probably have the right perspective. He's like, walk with me as I travel to this place and that place, and we're going to eat together, and we're going to camp out around the fire, and that's accurate. But when he, when he says, follow me, I'd like you to maybe consider the picture of dancing. Because I think often, you know, when we think about, okay, I'm going to be a good Christian, or I'm going to be a disciple, or, or whatever it is, we can, we can get lost from a very simple invitation to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Here's the crazy thing about dancing. I haven't done a lot of dancing lately. I owe more dancing to my wife, I think. But uh, there was a time when I was dancing a, a lot, and, and learning to dance like couples dance, right? It's kind of unnatural, all right? Especially for the woman, all right? Because in, in, uh, in most couples dances, the basic position has the woman facing the man, and going backwards. Now, how many of you go through your life walking backwards? <laughs> right? It's an unnatural thing to come into that posture and, and go backwards and not see where you're going to be going. And learning to dance is this incredibly just rich picture, right? Because if you've done it, if you're learning to, to dance in that way, all right, dance, one of the things I've heard is dance is about communication, right? It, it, when you see those who've been dancing for a long time, they're talking, they're engaging. Of course, when you're learning to dance, one and two and three and four is acceptable conversation. <laughs> and one of the ways that you can tell 
if someone has been dancing for a while or not is where they're looking when they're dancing. Because as we're just getting started in that journey of learning to dance, we're actually, our, our natural inclination is to look everywhere but where we're supposed to be looking. Right? If you're insecure about stepping on your partner's feet, where are you looking? Right down at your feet. Right? If you're into performance and what you're watching, how am I doing in comparison to everybody else? If you have issues with trust, you're looking over your shoulder to say, I hope I don't run into someone and, you know, catch an elbow to the jaw, right? But, but what it's meant to be, what it's designed to be is this incredible picture where a woman and a man can be looking eye to eye, face to face, and yet be moving together in incredible in powerful ways. And it's such a great picture of the Christian life that we've been called to. It's such a great picture of what it means to be invited to encounter Jesus Christ and have been with Jesus. And guys, we've got to learn how to not try and lead. Ladies too, right? I, I've had that experience where I'm trying to dance with a lady, and she's trying to lead. And says, trust me, look in my eyes, look in my face, seek my face, and follow me. Follow my lead. Follow my steps. Feel my hand on your shoulder. See my love in your eyes. That's what you've been called to. That's what I've been called to. That's what that word over our lives means. We've been invited to encounter Jesus Christ in that way. And what's so amazing as you learn that dance is how powerful and beautiful and fun and functional and you actually are not going to get an elbow to the jaw. And you actually are, you, you come into that place where you flow together in an amazing way. And as we stare into the face of the sun, as we're following him in that dance, the light of the glory, the scripture says, of Jesus Christ begins to shine on us and we are transformed from glory to glory. Now in case this just seems overly me and Jesus to you, I want to encourage you to look at the Gospel of John when it talks about people who had this type of encounter with Jesus. John 4 is a great example. The woman at the well, she, she goes out in the middle of the day so no one can see her. And she has an encounter with Jesus. And out of that encounter, out of that very intimate, I mean, it got right to the most intimate details of her life. Out of that encounter 
having been with Jesus, she runs into the town with the glow of that encounter on her face and welcomes everyone to come and dance with the one who just blew her mind. I'm grateful for the words of life that have been spoken over my life, over our lives together. I'm grateful for the invitation that we've been given. And as we're in this week, that's a great time to reflect. I just, I pray two things. I pray that that God will just, out of gratitude, bring fresh life and meaning into those words of life that have been spoken over us. And two, that you'll take the time to follow him, to look into his face, and just allow him to speak direction and joy and just to, to reset the box. I am... Um, I'm so grateful to have had this opportunity just to share and to be family with you. And I, I have so much faith for what God is going to do with you as a people and as a congregation and what he's going to do in this place, in this city where he's placed you, in this community where he's placed you. And I really believe that if you'll follow him, if you'll encounter Jesus Christ, if you'll look where you're supposed to look, right? That dance of looking into his face. That this city and community is going to take notice of you. It's going to take notice of you. And they're going to say, we recognize these people as having been with Jesus. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Jesus. Man, God, you have handpicked every man, woman, and child that's in this place, and, and you've invited them to a, a, a life of intimacy with you, and, and you've, you've said, follow me, and you've invited them to, to face you, to look in your face, and to encounter you in a way that's going to just release them into the song of life that was going through your mind when you made them in the first place. They were born to dance, God, to, to a, a freedom and a flow and an expression that's, um, that's so powerful. And I just, I pray as they're being established here, as they're being faithful here, Lord, as they're desiring to, to uh, know you and to make you known in this community, Lord, that the light of the face of the glory of Jesus Christ would shine down on this congregation and this people in a powerful and meaningful way. Lord, that they would be drawn, not just in their devotional closet, but in their corporate worship. Lord, in their, their small group interaction. Lord, at, at work and at shop and at play and in the classroom. Lord, that you would draw them into that intimacy. And, and Lord, that they would... Live that life where, where it's clear they were following you out of that face-to-face encounter. And I just bless North Shore, this church. I just speak this word that, that their testimony in this community is, those people have been with Jesus. Those people have been with Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless them.
Lord, that this be an amazing week of, of gratitude, an amazing week of fellowship, and, and a week that inspires them, Lord, for the, the ministry and call that you have for them to walk together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for having me here tonight. <laughs>